Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 113th edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Jaden in a special episode where Zach isn't here, and I'm joined by Chess.com's 1100 ELO warrior, Liam. Yo, that's good. Hello. And uh, two very special returning guests, because uh, Zach talks so much that he needs to be filled up with uh, two positions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Absolutely. not that he talks too much, it's just that he carries a show. Uh, he was here two episodes ago reviewing Asian cinema, and we brought him back for his Asianness, so he doesn't. So anything we say can't be called a racist. Um, and that's Mr. Andy Liao. Hello, racist. Hello. And uh, last we got uh, someone that we haven't seen since American Psycho. We brought him back for no real reason. It's uh, London Grammar's most disappointed superfan, uh, Luke. <laughs> hello, hello. Very disappointed. That Very disappointed. Yes. Uh, and dare they? Mm, very sad. You know, it was going to be your first time going out, wasn't it? Ever leaving your house? I mean, it would have been, yeah. You know, I did all of you twelve from this house, so. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Right. Oh, uh, this is the Cinema Effect podcast where we review a different movie or show every Monday. Uh, it tends to be movies, but we have done a few shows in the past, Liam, haven't we? Like two. Like, like four, five. <laughs> oh, what did we do? Twin Peaks. You did the Clone Wars with Zach. You did Westworld. Yeah, Westworld, yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier, yeah. Oh, you did do that, yeah. There you go. We should do another one for the fans, you know, just to keep it just to, just yeah. to keep it going. Yeah. Just to keep TV Andrew shows. and I invested. Yeah. TV shows. Spice it up, yeah. This uh, this week we are reviewing another movie, though. It's uh, the biggest film of recent times and certainly the most biggest film of 2019 uh, and definitely not that $2 billion studio film. Uh, this is Parasite. The film was directed by Bong Joon-ho and had its premiere at the 2019 Kinez Film Festival. Uh, Its genre is a comedy thriller and its synopsis reads, Greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. It also won a few Oscars, including Best Picture and also the Palme d'Or. It's pretty highly regarded. Uh, It's an open up discussion uh, with uh, Liam, you know, our our regular. Um... Ooh, let's go, boys. Yeah, um, a size. What's that? <laughs> you know, you've talked it up as a, such a great film. Let's, you know, knock it down. Oh, yeah, let's get yeah. it down to reality. Um, yeah. No, I really I really like it. I really loved it the first time I saw it. Um, it's a really, really fun time. Yeah, I, I didn't like it as much this time, but I think it's still really, like, amazingly, like, constructed film, and it's... Um, it's it's a great like heist movie, you know, like it's a great genre film, I guess, and also has some stuff to say about things, which I'm sure we'll talk about for four hours. But um, no, yeah, I really like Parasite. It's a great movie. Um, who's next? Awesome. Uh, I've got uh, Luke next. What do I think of Parasite? Um, I had absolutely no expectations going into this movie, <laughs> so. I think Liam messaged me and said, do you want to see Parasite? And I think I messaged him, do I have to see it or can I just win it? <laughs> but but I, I was pleasantly surprised. It was actually quite fun. I The only thing I had was the synopsis that I read on Stan and that said it was a comedy. It was like a dark comedy and I was like, okay, this might be funny, ha-ha. I, I laughed a few times, but I don't think it's the comedy I thought it was meant to be. I think I misinterpreted dark comedy, but like, I was sort of going through the movie and I was going like pretty much up to the middle of the movie. I was going, where is this going? And then 
the 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 lady comes back and they go downstairs. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I, it, it hooked me in again because I was I was really losing it when they were sitting on the couch and they were talking about you know I'll get married to this girl and then you know you know I wonder what the other driver's doing. I was like, "What are we doing? This is a little you know." But then they freaking go downstairs. I was like, "What the hell is this?" That was oh, that that hooked me back in again. So I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. When you went to China, you didn't go to South Korea as well, did you? No, we no. only went to Beijing, Nanjing, and Shanghai. Oh, okay. He, he never learned how to say a Hong Seo, so mm. there's yeah. no point really. Andy, how do you, this is your second time watching it, Andy? Yes, yeah. it would be my second viewing. Same thing, same thing. Like my opinions are pretty much similar to Liam's. I I, I loved it the first time. Like I enjoyed watching this film as well. I thought this was really well crafted. Um, just didn't like it the first time around because you know first time experiences. It's meant to be more prof- profounding. I would say, you know, when I watched it the first time, I was expecting to come in thinking it was going to be uh, overrated. Because you know, one best picture and all that got all the hype, but like, so so my expectations were high, unlike Luke's, and uh, I was really you know, it's 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 a bit of a cliche to use use the word speechless, but you know, I was speechless watching it for the first time. Uh, I wouldn't say say same thing about the second viewing, but I I, I still loved it overall. Even if, the, if even if people didn't like Parasite because it was overhyped and overrated and all that stuff. You would still have to like admire how um, how sharp the storytelling is, how detailed Bottle's direction is. Yeah, I guess you know it's it's just a really really great movie, no matter how much you don't like it. Um, yeah, and you know, like Luke said, halfway through the movie, a lot of things change. I really liked how um, Bong switched the tone of the film, like mm-hmm. unexpectedly. You know, I think he's known for um, shifting the genre to different different vibe i guess but yeah no nah, it's 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 so good mm. and hot, and hot. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of people have talked about parasite already which is pretty pretty stupid but yeah yeah i think that i think that's why we've been avoiding this film for so long because it, it kind of is the one that everyone's talked about right yeah right i mean when you guys invite me i was like really parasite but like yeah, yeah. i guess i guess we'll uh, and now's a perfect time for it isn't it <laughs> Um, no one cares about it. The perfect time to discuss. Yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Get all yeah. the YouTube views. Let's go. Squid yeah. game. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm pretty on par with all you guys. Probably more so with Luke on the, with the fresh eyes perspective. This is my first time watching it. About ages ago, Henry put up a review in Letterbox that just simply read "very epic comrade Junhar," <laughs> and like that's the only review that I resonate with, and I agree with 100 percent because it is very epic. Um, and it certainly has that socialist uh, yeah, connotation to it. The major drawback is probably something that both Liam and Andy was describing similarly. Um, it's just that the pacing is um, it's odd. It's not that it's bad. It's just that because of how snappy the first act is, it's just, it's just constant, mm. you know, event happens. You know, it's, it's, it's like the pace is kind of relentless and just in, in – this is introduced to us, it happens. It's introduced to us, it happens. So then when it finally relents, it kind of feels like there's only 40 minutes of a movie that's meant to be left, but there's not 40 minutes. There's another hour and a bit. That's exactly so, what like, yeah. yeah, so it's this isn't a case of, you know, things that should be cut. It's more just, a, it's just that, because I was never bored by the remainder of the film. It's just that 
you do feel the entire runtime and that can kind of drag a bit and wear wear a bit but um no i i think it is still um still pretty superb i think i do agree with you about the pacing when i watched it the first time it does seem a bit odd at times like one thing happens and another thing happens like in a very odd manner but mm. like regardless of how you think the pacing is i think it's a very funny tense and an angry movie in sort of way that's probably why the odd pacing seems odd to you i used the word odd four times yeah it's not, <laughs> i think maybe odd was wrong for me to say it's just that it was it was a big change up um oh. In in like from so relentless to kind of becoming almost slow burn, and then you know before kicking it up a notch again at the end, you know there was just this big kind of, and it's it's not really right to call it a plateau or anything like that because it's not like it was a lack in the film; it was an intentional design. Um, so it is just an interesting um, way that it that was set. Can I just ask a question? Because this this bugged me like for the entire film. How old is the daughter that... Oh, she's high school age. High school age. Yeah. Oh, no. That seems oh, yeah. stupid. I know that age is really weird in Korea. I think there's three different ages. There's the age of your birth, and then there's also the New Year's age. So Koreans have two different ages. You can have your Korean age or your birth age. So I was like... Oh, right. Do you know that sort of thing? And then I think there's... That's lots of Vietnamese people as well. I'm pretty sure. Oh, they have the same thing, do they? Where they all sort of get a year older at New Year's. That's sort yeah. Of thing. Like yeah. Apparently, my mum said she was like born in 1972, but in Vietnam, she's like born in 1971. So I don't. Yeah, it, it's and yeah. I think there might even be a third for like National Korea Day or some or something like that. A, a special yeah. third day. I, I, it's funny because yeah. I only, only what you're talking about. I only just saw like a video on like yesterday where like yeah they are born at one. You know, it's like that's kind yeah, of like, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, are they sort of playing fast and loose with that? Because <laughs> oh, it seemed I I didn't know how old they were, and it because what um what Mr. Kevin he said he was going to university, wasn't he? Mr. Kevin. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I I'd put him probably about a few years older than us. Like he's probably early twenties. Um, and I'd say that the, that the door to his tutoring is probably like 17 or 18. Yeah. Regardless, like he was trying to, he was going to ask her out, uh, you know, once she enters university. So I wouldn't really worry about the yeah, age. But yeah, but he was passionate but in the bedroom. Still passion, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you didn't do bad. that with any of the kids you were tutoring around, tutoring at our school? No, no, I didn't because <laughs> I had integrity. What about in China? What? Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll start off with the big stuff, I guess, actually. Um, class commentary, it's it's an obvious part of the product. It's it's never overbearing, but it's always present, which is a good thing. Um, you know, every South Korean product really tends to comment on class in some way. You know, if you've seen one, they all, you know, it's, they all have their own way of saying it. Squid Game is probably the other like, massive example that, that does it. Um, Liam, how did you feel about class commentary in this one? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's well executed, I guess. I don't know. It's like they show the two lifestyles, the difference between the very well. And mm. yeah, I think there's like a lot to pick apart, but mainly it's just, you know, it's just a great, the difference is portrayed really well. So, yeah, I think this is probably definitely the best particular best depiction i've seen of it because 
not necessarily more nuanced. Uh, probably is, but just beyond that, I think it's just having such a stark comparison, but then seeing them integrate as well is just is it just creates a very interesting dialogue, like just like within the film. Um, yeah, I mean the direction, like really like enhances it. Like at the start, it's pretty much just really claustrophobic, and like you get the picture of, like the socks and stuff as the opening mm-hmm. image, and then when he goes up to the house, it's like. The camera just is like twirls around, you know, the whole Yeah, it's like awesome. Yeah. Spooky as someone that's been in a communist country for like two and a half months. <laughs> I mean, I was sort of wondering what the movie was about. And a, a question I constantly asked myself throughout watching the movie was what is the parasite? Mm. So I, I was sort of I was sort of saying, Well, is it is it the family? because they're sort of leeching their way into the Park family, and so they're the parasite. And then I was thinking, you know, is it the dude that was pissing outside their room? <laughs> the recurring dude pissing outside their room? I was like, nah, it's silly. And I was like, well, is it meant to be, like, symbolic? And then it's sort of money and greed that's the parasite? And I was like, well, I didn't really I didn't really get it. I mean... I think, I think that last option is probably the safest one to go with. Were the Parks really that bad, though? That's what um, I'm like. I didn't. I under. I understood that the the Kim family, like Mr. Kim and Mr. and Mr. Kevin and all that, I understood that they were poor, and I understood they were from lower class. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, they're supposed to be positioning them against an upper class, where like the lower class is sort of meant to be the good guys, and then the upper class is meant to be the bad guys. But I didn't really see them as bad, and that made me question whether or not I cared for the Kim family because I started I, like objectively they're committing crimes but the, the the movie's from their perspective so you're sort of meant to sympathize with them but I, I don't know if I could ever get there and, until the end I sort of got there at the end but it but even still it's like I don't know and maybe that's intentional maybe the point of it is to show that the upper class are being classist subtly where it's like like who Mr Mr Park he comments that, you know, the dude smells, but he mm. still, like, tolerates him and still mm. hires him. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't force him to get a new deodorant or doesn't force him to shower or anything like that. Like, sure, he sort of bitches about it with his wife, and then his wife sort of has the same sort of reaction. But they don't – so then, but, like, if it was – if they were really bad, they would say something to him. Or, or, or like, the film could have easily have done that. The film could have easily have sort of put the leaders or the parks as like, or like the husband specifically as a bully. And then he could sort of be, you know, berating the driver and all that. But they didn't, which confused me a little bit. Because I was sort of wondering, well, who am I supposed to be rooting for in this movie? There was no CGI bad guy like any Marvel movie. I was, you know, <laughs> my, my little mind was too confused. Just I didn't know. Exactly. Yeah. So you think that money is the parasite, Jaden? Is that what you think is the safest viewing of this film? Well, I agree. So yeah. So first, I agree with your point of it's it's a bit muddy as to where the where the evil actually lies, and that's it. And, and for that reason, like that kind of acts of violence at the end is it. it, it I don't like it. Um, it just feels too random. And like it's it's a it's a Bong Joon Home film. I mean, you have to expect it. So I mean, like. You know, I, I it's it was kind of cunning, but I I don't like how it, it arrived there. Which um, act of violence, though? If I, if I can just quickly get in, do you mean the dude Mr. That in the Mr. Kim's? No, Mr. Kim's yeah. having Mr. That's, that's what, I was sort of thinking. Yeah, I agree with that a little bit. And like, 
like I was I knew that people would be saying like like the 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 basic thing is that it's just a build up over time and it's it's meant to represent like just kind of the frustration mm. and like that is kind of the peak of frustration where like at the end of the film when he has to when Mr. Park is trying to say he has to drive his son to the hospital he has to save his family he has to get the car keys but he's still turning his nose up towards the poor because he still smells that smell he's also dead so, yeah. like, well. And, well, like, it's, and it's, the dude has also been living in the basement for four years. He so doesn't know like, where that dude came from. That's true. Like, like the news reports do say that he was homeless. Yeah. Like, um, whatever I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. That that that's. I agree with you there. But I think um, I think the film goes to show that the money is more parasitic in the way that the two poor families turn against each other. The fact that to me, it seemed like such an obvious thing that they could they would have just been like, yeah, cool, you can stay there, and we'll just sneak shit up there. You know, like they they should have understand they should have understood that, but pretty much as soon as you know, as soon as they come in, they treat her. With, as soon as she comes back to find her husband, they treat her with suspicion, and then you know, obviously she finds out, and she she goes to report them, and then there's a big there's a lot of fighting yeah. and shit, and even you know, like when when the son goes to make peace, obviously being the big one, he just gets fucking bludgeoned to death. Well, not to death. Sorry, because he doesn't. Wait, know. did you say the son goes to make peace? Yeah, with the stone. I'm, I'm pretty. Was that what he was doing? I thought he was going down to kill him. Yeah, yeah you see, that's the other thing. I like, I, like, I never once thought that, and I understand. Like, there's a really? bit of discussion around that because the so they get the they get the stone at the start of the at the start of the story, obviously. And he goes, "This is very metaphorical, you know. It's like it's meant to bring wealth." Mm. And I think I I do not think uh, like it does it does not it does not seem at all that he was going down to kill them. To me, it seems like he was going down to give them the stone to try and bring them the good wealth because they got good wealth when the stone came to them. Like, that's what it seemed like to me. And like, and that's why like the money seems kind of the parasite to me. Mm, that's an interesting viewing. I didn't think that at all. I, I, my, my, my interpretation was that the dad didn't have the balls to do it. And the son said, I'll, I'll do it. You know, cause he probably feels more responsible than everyone else because he's the one who invited no, he he, you know, got all his family in that situation. Mm. So I thought it was him saying, "Well, or, or almost it was him saying, this rock has done nothing for us. It's made us wealthy, but just as fast as it made us wealthy, it, it took it away. So I'm going to take everything away yet, though. Had it? They were sleeping in a gym. I oh. thought that was sort of ah, oh, right, right, yeah, I forgot about like that. Like when, yeah. when the flood washes everything away. Yeah, true, I was sort true. of thinking, well, this is him sort of saying. This you know, this metaphorical rock is stupid. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, kill them with it. That's how I interpret it. Same here. I, I agree. Like I would say I agree with Luke, but that's how I interpret it as well. Same as Luke. Mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna try to um, beat them up to pop with the rock. So you know, all this, all this guilt mm-hmm. or worry is over, basically. But. Uh, this is the one thing I do have a problem with in the second viewing, that the character moments are pretty iffy towards the third act, especially the guard, the, the, the son. Like, do you, do you remember when they said he was a scout, a boy scout? Yep. Inside the film? Like, how could a boy scout draw a fucking rock? Like, couldn't he just maintain that grip on the rock instead of dropping it? Well, well, the reason why that was okay with me was because I was under the impression that he was going down there to kill them. So he would be nervous and jittery, hence he dropped the rock down the stairs. If you're trying to look at through Jaden's perspective in that he was going down to make peace, then maybe he's worried 
that they'll attack him. Or maybe he's worried that... Well, I don't know... I don't know what he would be worried about. I mean, if it's, it's, it's a big rock. I mean, it just looks like <laughs> it's a big rock, I guess. But he made such he made such a big deal about how it cling to him, and then he just happens to drop it. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. You, you can like you had to fucking drop when you walked down the stairs. Like, mm-hmm. you had one job to do. Who tripped down the stairs when the the two uh, wives were downstairs? And all the people were hiding. Who was the one that actually tripped and knocked them all down? I feel like I saw a female foot, so it was probably G Sung. So it was, it was she died, right? Jessica, like Miss Jessica, she died, right? Yeah, yeah, Key Sung, Jessica, she, she yeah. Right. It. If she's going to trip her family down the stairs, she no, no, that's what you get. I, Luke, back to where you talked about how um the uh, can, I, can I call them peasants? By the way, call who? No. No, no, you can't. Oh, just, call, okay. just call them. I mean, like it's fine, but just call them lower class. I mean, like, <laughs> all right, fine. Like back to what Luke said about um lower class. You know, meet lower class in that scene. I think, I think they are very similar in ways. Like, it's something about lower class people, they wouldn't help each other. Like, it's it's more of a dog eat dog world that sort of thing. So, like, regardless if the family weren't, weren't going to fall downstairs and get found out by the maid. Hmm. You don't think they would have helped them? Yeah, I don't think um, the mother would have helped the uh, husband-wife couple because that is the trait of the lower class. They they, they probably ha- would have to look out for, for themselves instead of... Well, is, is that a trait of the lower class or is that a trait of a lower class who has recently come into wealth and power? Because I, I think perhaps if they weren't in the situation that they were in, because I think they were talking to, like, at the start of the film, they were talking to their neighbours and all that, and they seemed to get along. And even, like, when it was flooding and everything, the neighbours were like, hey, help me move this bike, and they sort of did it. Mm. Whereas I feel like the reason why they didn't help when they were downstairs is because they'd, they'd gotten a taste of the wealth already. Like, they had just had that sort of drinking on the couch sort of thing, fantasising about their hypothetical wealth. And I think the point would be strong. It would be stronger to make the point that, it's the wealth that's infected them, the parasite, and that's why they didn't help the lower class. I don't know if you could say, in this film at least, that the lower class would eat the lower class without yeah. there being some sort of you know parasite to infect them. No, I think I think you did uh, you did you did you know so, sort of shock my mind a bit. No, you're right. It probably does have something to do with the rise of. Wealth that made them behave like this. Like, like you're right. Like, it's it's very universal this sort of stuff, it, especially to Asians. Like, I would still think that the lower class wouldn't help another lower class family in in some ways. I think they keep the wealth to themselves. That sort of thing. And I don't think so. I'm pretty sure, like statistically, that's like incorrect as well. Where like lower income people like statistically give away more of their wealth to like charity and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like you know, I mean. Andy, we, us two live in the northern suburbs. I mean, like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't help your family, Jane. So there's, a, there's there's constant like food drives and there's constant like helps for like things. You know, all you need, you you know, you go down to like, like the local center and there's constantly things set up to make sure people get what they need. I I think, I think there definitely is a camaraderie and struggling. But I, I, like I also think like it, it is it's, it's, it definitely can get selfish as well. I think I think like like most things there's a you know dichotomy to it. But I think um I think more often than not I think you'll see a bit of service. Mm. 
Why do you think that the young boy was laughing at the end? That took me by surprise a little bit. I was starting to think, are they, you know, going Joker? Is he going to go insane sort of thing? They said like, oh, it's, you know, it's a side effect of the brain injury sort of thing. But it's got to be on purpose. Like there's no way it would be in the film. So is it sort of meant to say he's laughing at the fact that he had so much or his family had so much wealth and they lost it because they were selfish? Or is it something else that I just didn't see? It came across a little weird to me. No, yeah, no, it it did seem weird at first, but like... Mm -hmm. If you Especially go back- when he laughed at his sister's memorial. I was thinking, okay, he's, he's laughing here. His mother's not. So there must be something that the director's trying to tell us in this situation, why he's laughing. I think with Bong's films, because uh, I've watched them uh, this mm-hmm. week, the dark humor is very obvious in his films. So, like, a lot of things are random, I guess. But like, I think it's just dark humor. It is, yeah. He's, he's very good with that, to mm-hmm. be fair. But... It seems like that laugh is to like point out at the start of the film that his mate offered him the job to be someone's English teacher, and then all the, you know all the chaos just kind of like it's sort of like how else is he to react with laugh sort of thing? Yeah, it's like irony, like oh, we're just fucking yeah. out. Yeah, okay, here we are. It's like it hits you, and that that sort of thing just like makes the entire film feel more. I wouldn't say satisfied, but feel more. Uh, I had a word, but then it just it just fell in my brain. Actually, a point just came. A point, an idea just came to me, which I wish I had said ten minutes ago. So maybe he's <laughs> edited it back. But who knows? When they were drinking on the couch, they were saying, "Oh, I hope that guy found another job." You know, I, I hope that the driver found something. So that's to support Jaden's point. Oh, that right. the lower class would they are considerate of the lower lower class. But then that sort of so then I wondered. So then hmm. That's strange. Yeah. They didn't ask the housemaid. what the mum did. The dad and the son both were going, oh, I'm sure he got another job. I hope he got another job. He was a good driver. But then it was the daughter that said, who cares about him? Let's care yeah. about us. And it was the mother that refused, uh, the, the mother that threatened to call the police. So why is it that the women behave that way, but the men behave the other in that specific instance? So you're, you're suggesting that there might be a gender I don't know. It just seems weird because up until that point, the family seemed so united. It seems like they all shared the same ideals. Yeah, actually, yeah. No, no, it, that's that reminds me of something I I, I read in the in, in the trivia, and like something that Junho addressed in an interview. It was nothing about the gender, though. I think it was just you know you had to pick characters. Uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was about showing that 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 when wealth comes into play. Um, there is always a um, I can't remember what to use, but there's always a ten- there's always a tension, and right, and, and like it was it was about showing that even a tight knit clan like the Kim family, yeah. like even even amongst them, when 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 wealth starts to become a factor, there is tension that be, that gets brought up, and that's that that was him that was him just showing that. Yeah, I don't think it wasn't necessarily a gender thing in in, in the characters that he uh, chose. It was just the, it was just the characters that they chose. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. And I think just maybe I think story wise it probably suits more perhaps I think just with the characters that were shown overall like what we're shown to them at least mm. you know is 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 the way it sits. I love that the family at the start are so excited about like committing forgery. Oh, that. mm. Like that, I, I loved all that stuff, and especially when they were like trying to get the Wi-Fi signal. I was like, yeah. oh, that's funny. I, I I enjoyed that. That that made me excited to continue watching the movie. 
That was me when I came to Vietnam, though, because we had horrible reception at the village we lived in. Because it was like looking for free Wi-Fi. Yeah, because my family in Vietnam were country bumpkins, mm-hmm. so like we barely had any reception there. Like, I remember, you know, going to the village for the first time. I had to like run, climb up a roof to actually. <laughs> Connection. Oh. It's like, yeah, no, nah, it's 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 quite relatable in the sense that opening scene that you mentioned, Luke. Yeah, nice. so yeah, Re- yeah. It, res- it resents me. In so- in some the ways. um, the family of the star is really good. They feel really close, and it's it's really funny as well. I mean, the stuff with the Wi-Fi, the the pizza boxes and stuff. Mm. Um, and then they they kind of like crowd around that. You know that girl who's just like the small. She's like a small business owner, I guess, of the pizza. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah restaurant. Like which that. I didn't realize. I, I thought it was like, I thought the first time I saw her, I thought it was just like some chain or something. But this time I realized she's like a, you know, it's her small own business with her, with her brother. Yeah, and oh, they bring that up a few times, like the ambitions of like different businesses. That was like a little. It's a cool inclusion, I guess. Um, okay, I didn't know that. I thought it was like a Domino's pizza or something like that. Like, I thought it was a Oh, yeah, that's what I thought the first time. But they say, like, they're like to her, oh, you can't even afford a real, like, box opener. And they say she's, like, the boss with her brother. They're like, That's true, yeah. I did, yeah. I did think that was weird that they were saying that. It would be like saying to, a, like, a McDonald's employee, like, how come you don't hire more staff? It's like, well, it's not really my fault. I'm just an employee. I did think that was weird. That, it, I mean, with that it could still be Because each, each store has a manager, and then that manager is responsible for the store. So oh, yeah, that. that's true. Is there is there a job such as that in Australia where you can organize? No, not not a sole job to fold pizza boxes. Ah. It, it would be in a pizza place if you were the dish boy or like you did the dishes, you would probably fold boxes as well. I would oh. say that's how it would work. I don't think the I don't think the chefs would. I mean, they would if it was if it was quiet, but mm. I think it would be sort of the junior staff that they get in on casual rates and things like that. Yeah, it seems more like loose um, in this, but um. Oh, yeah. Well, Luke said, like, half an hour ago. What did he say? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Talking about, like, the characterization, like, the rich aren't, like, abusive or anything. Mm. I kind of like that. Like, the rich like the rich family, they're not, like, overly abusive or mean. And the poor family aren't shown to be overly smart. Like, the dad is even shown to be kind of, you know, yeah. a bit bumbling and lazy, kind of, you know, like, mm. kind of a Homer Simpson kind of thing. But, like, um, yeah, I like that because it makes it, not you know simplistic it makes it a bit different um mm-hmm. and i think as Jaden says it, it puts a greater focus on you know the two poor families and they're like everyone like being desperate for themselves kind of and that kind of you know that adds to the movie a lot it gives a different vibe different experience yeah. i think i think the rich family were well developed especially the father like he was he was he was very nice throughout the whole film until the point where you know at the um at the rich family's son's birthday party India, mm-hmm. the, the Indian themes party, like, yeah, Mr. Park or Mr. Kim, who's Park? Who's- Mr. Kim. Didn't, yeah, he said something along the lines of, you know, I'm paying you to do this. Right? Yeah, that was a line yeah. that definitely threw us off. Like, yeah, Mr. Kim, like, he was like, he was so emotional about, um, oh, you love your wife so much. Like, it was, it, you know, it was a very good moment until he was like, look, well, you get paid Something that I was confused about, and maybe it's because I, it's to do with this. It, maybe it's just because I wasn't reading the subtitles correctly. But so Mr. Kim was talking about how he doesn't want someone, like he doesn't want a driver who crosses the line. Mm-hmm. Mr. Like, Park. 
Yeah, yeah, Mr. Park said. Who did I say? Same thing. Mr. Kim. Same thing. Oh, Mr. No, 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 Mr. Park said that. Oh, did yeah. I say Mr. Kim? You said Mr. Kim. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Mr. Park said that. But then Mr. Kim does. Like, he suggests the service. And he also, yeah, before he suggested the maid service, he said something along the lines of, you love your wife, don't you? Which, I, which felt really weird to me because that felt like the kind of thing that was crossing the line. But he let it go. So then, yeah, at, at the end when he was like, you love your wife, don't you? And he, and he said, you're paying for, you know, I'm paying you to do this. Yeah. I was like, well, he said that before and you didn't mind. So I was a little, maybe, maybe I just misread it. Maybe he wanted someone. Well, I think like, <laughs> well, I think um, when there's questions, when Mr. Kim like asks those questions, Mr. Park, that's one of the weird moments in the film I can't really figure out, but it, it, he kind of like gives him a sarcastic, laugh i guess i think like it's saying like love is more important to mr kim than mr park and mr kim like doesn't like he kind of disrespects he doesn't oh, respect yeah. mr park as much because he doesn't seem to like love his wife as much i guess yeah he says we'll call it love you know yeah that's um, right he does yeah when he's asking for pork or, or was it beef grazed beef or something uh oh, yeah, the pork to, to something Grazed. i don't know i ate yeah. food but i don't know yeah <laughs> That seems pretty important because that's one of the things that like kind of riles um Mr. Kim up as well as the smell, which annoys me like every yeah. time like you smell like oh it's just it's just annoying. It, it annoys yeah. me every time I watch Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> if I've, yeah. if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Zach, I want this in the recording. Ron smells. Hey, that's you. You have Mr. Park mentality there. He's from a poor family, you know, lots of no, brothers living in the borough. Fred, yeah. Fred, Fred and Jordan yeah. smell nice. I'm sure they do. I'm sure Fred and George smell awesome, but Ron just doesn't. Ron, you need to work on. He needs a haircut for starters, and he needs to stop wearing singlets. Oh, I'm just done. This I'm was done. like 15 years ago. Is it a bad time to say that I have not seen Harry Potter? That's fine. That's fine. I think also in that scene that you're talking about, just with um, Ron smelling. <laughs> no, we're we're we Mr. Kim, and Mr. Park, talking in the garden about to, you know, oh, yeah. and like the end, they're about to attack the cake. Like, recognizing, like, just, like, acknowledging the fact that, like, Mr. Kim's house was just fucking flooded in the storm of the century as well, mm-hmm. um, which is a phenomenal scene as well in itself. But, like, rec- like the fact that he just had, he just lost almost everything there apart from his family, um, you know, it, it, it is why he's out of it and why he's so, mm-hmm. and, like, the fact that they were in a fucking shelter, you know, that morning, yeah. and, they, and they get called last minute to this opulent birthday in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it just it just builds and adds to all the things about, you know, it adds to the fact, it adds to the smell, it adds to that, those little comments that he makes. So, like, mm. it, you know, it's so like, yeah, I think that's important to just kind of be aware of it. Because, like, you, you're kind of talking about, like, that's that that conversation in, like, a isolated context. But, like, it's, it's yeah, that's it very much is a build-up of, like, the past days of it. And more than that, yeah. I hate to nitpick continuity and all that, but I'm surprised their phones still worked after going through all that flood. Like, like, yeah, mate. Nothing can kill them. Do I have some trivia for you about that? Um, <laughs> no. As a screenwriter, Bong Joon-ho says he really hates elements like CCTV recordings, mobile phones, and other technological advancements that get in the way of the story. So is that and, why the CCTV was cut? Yeah. Mm. And um, I, I really admire that because like, so, so often, and, and I think in a lot of modern films, and just people criticizing old approaches as well, that 
you know, it's like, oh, CCTV would have got this or someone would have recorded that on the phone. And it, like, it makes telling crime stories very hard. Mm. Um, so in his way of, like, not, of either, like, you know, he, he a very easy bypass in this film or, like, just not acknowledging it, I really admire that. So um, I thought that was a good bit of trivia. It is, oh, yeah. Very nice. Some of the keep in mind when I write my own films, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> was, so was that camera at the end, was it, like, the wire cut or something? Because I just saw the camera yeah. pointed out of the garage. I didn't see the it. housemaid cut the wire when yeah, she called back to pick up her husband. Oh, right. I forgot about that detail. She said, yeah. like, don't worry, I cut the wire so no one will know that's I was right. killed. Let yeah. me just take my husband sort of thing. I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty good because, it, it, the, you know, Mr. Kim did end up hiding in that thing without being seen. You know, people can say, it's yeah. thin air. I want to see the extended cut of this film where it shows... No, the, it's not climbing up the telephone wire and cutting the CCTV. <laughs> I want to, I want to see that happen. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think they, they would, they would have shown it. They might not. They're like, nah, yeah. they wouldn't have shown it. <laughs> this would have been funny. Bong's pretty, Bong's pretty distinctive with what he wants. Like he will never, you know, like say that he releases a DVD for his films. He will never have delayed scenes. He always shoots the coverages, and he knows what to edit in his films he would never have like a missing or a delay yeah that's actually something else i read I, I didn't take note of that one but now that you said that um like he is he has really extensive storyboards and he knows always what to shoot so that he never has to shoot coverage yeah yeah i was, yeah. Yeah, was going to mention that well you mentioned yeah. it already but thank yeah. you mm. well like Jayden, how, oh sorry let me go there you go that's right well, I'm going to completely change the topic. So if this is something, okay, yeah, I'm going to say that like, this film is like, like pretty meticulous and like it's detail. Like even the peaches, the peaches, like when they're fighting, the peaches come back into it where like he yeah. like smashes it in the face. It on her face. And there's like the scout, you know, the um, boy scout thing where they mm. like, he can read the Morse code and there's you know the CCTV all these details. Yeah. He fucking reads it wrong though. Like what a what a dickhead. Like like they, they like he, he the, like the boy still reads the Morse code wrong, and like that's why oh, like the, yeah, sub, yeah. the oh, subtitles yeah. say hope for us so we can like understand. But like like in like the Korean lettering, like he he like he he makes like a fundamental mistake where he, like he just won't be able to like translate the word properly oh, at it? all. Oh okay. Well, doesn't so, it, like, yeah, it's meant to be help me, but instead of an e, it's an o, isn't it? Yeah, but you see, the Koreans don't speak English, so like yeah, that's Korean. Korean. That's what the subtitles. <laughs> yeah. 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 If it was in Zhongwen, it might be easy for us, Luke. So. Not Navy, yeah. Yeah, Zhongwen. <laughs> Jaden, I was going to ask you, because I know that you're a bit of a score buff, what did you think of the score of this film? In, in um, the last scene, when it's... I, I really enjoyed the last scene, because it was, it was stuff... It was on the window, the window that had been viewed so many times before, and you see Mr. Kim walk through, but the camera doesn't follow him. It stays back, and he moves in, and then you see the son walk to him and give him a hug. And then you see the oh, mother yeah. walk over. But all that time, the camera doesn't change. And the score in that is like, go on. It's like, yeah. It was like, I thought it was a really nice ending to the film. It is very warm. Mm. I, I cried the first time watching it. But then, you know, after, you know, just getting pissed off by the character moments, well, particularly the uh, the son, uh, the one that got hit by a rock twice, I, I didn't cry as much. I didn't even feel remorse or anything about it. I just, I was like, meh. But the score is pretty nice. I agree with Luke. It's, I, I really mm. like the score as well when it's raining. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Oh, oh, that, that was, that was, that was like, oh, that's so good. I like, like, 
I know, I know it's cheap and easy when you're when talking about scores, but like when 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 they do swell in these big dramatic moments, like it's it's always so fucking. Oh effective. yeah, I love the like, I love yeah. the uh, like the peach montage. Oh, mm. that was badass. Yeah, the peach montage. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's that theme that's like stuck in my head. That's like probably the main theme of the movie, which is like da 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 Oh, Especially yeah. when um they had to clean up because uh, that soul was out the door, the, the housemate. Especially mm. when um okay the girl Jessica, Jessica, mm. uh, when Jessica like has to like sweep under the floor then hide under the table immediately. The music just mm. stopped. It was like in perfect sync. The yeah. the the, cut, the cuts, the, the 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 tempo. It was it was all amazing. The the music that uh, Liam mentioned. Hell yeah. What what would you do if you and your family? were stuck underneath the table while two other people were having a sex on the couch. Wouldn't that just be the most awkward thing in the world? The rich mother turned me on throughout the whole movie. Oh. I don't lie. No, she, she, was, she was young and simple. Yeah, very young and simple. I love how ditzy she is. Like, she's actually probably my favourite character in the film uh, mm. before um, Jessica. I thought the – because, like, like, you know – Bong Joon-ho is he's, he's kind of known for pulling the rug out a bit and like switching his films up a bit, like Andy said. So like when the basement got revealed, I thought it was going to be like this family's like into like this really sinister shit where they keep poor people. Oh wow! <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I thought it was like a weird sex dungeon. Well, yeah, I, 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 I was like, oh my god, they're keeping all the previous housemates and shit. They're gonna, oh my god, this is yeah, terrible. They're that's gonna. Best, that's best picture. Word it's gonna are. be like some fucking saw esque type thing. Um, it's especially yeah. since they were like when they were talking about getting rid of people, they were like. How do you fire them? Oh, you know, let's just make up some excuse. Yeah. It's like they lock them in the basement. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. This oh, is yeah. where the driver's going. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah no. Oh, that it's like some, like, yeah, they're they're like, like more simple because they yeah. don't know about their basement. So, like, yeah. yeah. That sounds like some handmaiden, like, type of show. Yeah, oh. yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I didn't that see a Park like Chan-wook like, film one day. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen a Park Chan-wook film yet. So, don't spoil anything. Did you enjoy The Mother? In like, were you annoyed that she was so easily manipulated, <laughs> Jaden? Not what I meant. <laughs> Did, like, in the, in, I was sort of thinking like they're gullible though. Yeah, I wasn't bothered. I thought when they were sort of talking about, oh, we can pull a fast one on her. I I was thinking, is this gonna annoy me? And they're gonna be like obnoxiously stupid, but they weren't. Like it, the tuberculosis thing annoyed me. That, I think, yeah, that was probably that was, annoyed me, but I was fine with getting rid of the driver. I thought that was fine. Mm. I was like, I believe that this is an action someone would take. If someone, you know, took a photo and said, I would just ask, Oh, do you have tuberculosis or something like that? We're a rich family, you're a good maid, maybe we can help. Because mm. they weren't assholes. Like, I, I believe that the family could have provided medical care for the housewife. I don't see that as something super far fetched. So I think it's really weird that. It's, I mean, well, something like that wouldn't have worked with the husband, but it makes it works with the wife because she's presented as being super gullible, whereas the husband's sort of semi-gullible. So it's like th- that annoyed me a little bit. Well, the the wife said like she they go for they've been through like multiple art teachers for the kid, right? Yeah. So I, I think they're pretty like the people that work in the house are pretty like expendable. She doesn't care that much if they yeah, but haven't they? Didn't, they've had the maid for four years, and yeah, yeah, yeah but that's because she's like clinged on, and she's like because that's the, yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> must have been really hard to get the maid fired as well because yeah, I think um they said well, it was think, difficult to do that because she was so good. 
Yeah. What's interesting is that although Mr. Park is where the money comes from, it seems that his wife is who controls it because he's always talking about getting the people paid or like, you know, get dishing this out and doing that. So like, it seems like at the end of the day, it is Mrs. Park's choice as to who stays on. And it seems like she is in control of the money despite Mr. Park being the breadwinner. Um, I don't know. Which is... That, that's a... Mm. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah I think she's that. the one that like decides who like does the housework and stuff. Yeah. But I think that's just because the husband doesn't care. I don't think it's because she has power. I think it's just because the husband just says, I don't care about this. You can hire yeah, but, that, you but that's why, yeah. But that, like, that just kind of adds to the thing about, like, you know, you were saying it won't work with the husband, but it, it doesn't need to work with the husband because he doesn't get a say is kind of what it was. Yeah, but doesn't he bring back all that, all those electronics at one time? And the wife's like, where did this come from? Isn't that from his work? Because he's working, like, tech. They're rich. Just, yeah, just, but, but, like, that's him rich, sort of yeah. making financial decisions. When does the wife, I mean, I guess the wife does the shopping. Well, well the, the, it, 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 was, it was just in the, in the paying of the people. Like, she gives... She gives uh, Kevin, I forget his actual keyword, I think maybe his, his name was, she gives him like a big bonus on the first, on his, on his first lesson, just because he, you know, he's, he's passionate about his jobs or whatever. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, like the rate that she pays these people is kind of insane. Yeah. Like, well, yeah she like they, interviews people and like hires them and pays yeah, them. Yeah. True. Would it be wrong for me to say the wife is a bit stupid, like lazy and all that? She does nothing at home. Well... I don't know if that's because... Because we, we were introduced to her sleeping outside. And then there was also another show. Well, where right, yeah, and the housemaid was like, you know, wake up the, wake the dudes, up. the Tudor guys here. Yeah, and there was mm. also another show where she was sleeping. And Mr. There, was a, there was a tracking show of Mr. Park walking. And then you can see the wife sleeping and waking up straight away mm. as, he, as soon as he walked home. So like, back to the gender thing we were talking about. It's yeah, but, but it, it, it could be a gender thing if it was supported by everything else. But every other female in the film is probably one of the smartest people in the room. Oh, yeah. Specifically the daughter and all of her sort of IT things. That's really what allowed them to do everything. And then the the definite, definitely the daughter is very intelligent and definitely the previous housemaid has intelligence mm. and power. I'm hesitant to say that the Kim wife has is in, is intelligent. She's more badass. The, but, the but she hasn't. Yeah, but she doesn't do anything stupid to me. So no, that's, she didn't. That's why I'm hesitant to say that she's not intelligent. Or in, in terms of the in terms of the personality trait that the film's trying to present them as. So I would, I would say she's more straight wise. Are you talking about um, the mother of the poor family? Yeah. 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 Like the way she kicked down the housemaid as soon as the housemaid tried to climb up and yell yell out mm. to the to the park fairly, she was like just like it was a no look. Yeah, kick. When he kicked, kicked her down the stairs. Yeah, I laughed at that part. I, what did you think of that set piece? In the sense that it's a it's a it's a shelf wall and then a, a dark hole that leads to the basement, and people just disappear into the hole. I, that was something that I really enjoyed every single time I saw it. I never got sick of it. Like when he disappeared, when the dude popped his head up and it was just his head. Like I feel like in a, in a lot of movies you could have just seen like the head go down and then the chest, like, and then, you know, like, sorry, like the the chest disappears and then the shoulder disappears and then the head disappears as they're slowly walking down the stairs. But it feels like in just one foul swoop the whole body disappears when it goes into that shadow. I thought that was really quite nice. 
Yeah, but I could probably add to the um to the to the economic discussion in this film because uh, I'm going to go into a big spiel about design here because like there's okay. there's quite a bit. Wait, is that a towel over you, Jay? No, this is a blanket. A blanket. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Jay not wearing anything underneath. <laughs> no. Yeah, just cock out. You're recording. <laughs> um, so like. As an architect student, it's, it's I, I love the way I love the way the film tells the story through its um and it, like the way that the structures carry its themes. It's with like the semi basement set and the multi leveled minimalist mansion, and like so like what the man what what a what a what a minimalist mansion means in a country like Korea is fucking absurd. Just beyond it being a wealth and because it's being you know a big thing, it's the fact that it's minimalist and you're just wasting space in a, in such a densely populated thing. But the production is something that the that Junho and like the like the production designer were, were very keen on doing so like that house both the both the the, the the two main houses were built entirely for the film to help convey their ideas of like um it's like the semi-basement living is meant to you know about obviously with like the extreme economic poor and like how like and it's like that so like uh, just like with you talking about going into the basement um, it's probably it's, it's probably reminiscent of that kind of thing of that idea of like when you sink down below you're sinking to the poor and like that's why the people that mm-hmm. access the basement are only ever the poor families so like the way that Junho uses that vertical structure of the house of the second the first and the basement mm-hmm. and then also like later on like not later on but like you know throughout the film the Kim family house um, and being only a only a semi basement and the fact that light still comes through and shows they still have a chance mm-hmm. is it's interesting and it's almost cruel to the audience that they, they show that. These, these people have a way of making it out, but they never do. They never actually do have it. And it's just, it's just a self-delusion that, that they're fulfilling. Yeah. And like, we have a way out, but they really don't. because well, they get it at the end, right? But they don't. Um, and like, that's, the whole, at the end, the whole window is lit up. Sort of no. Um, that's another thing. That's not that. So Junho was questioned about that. And and he, he answered, like, like they, they asked, like, does, does Kevin have a chance of actually making the money and then moving out of this place? And he goes, um, I thought it was quite obvious that, my answer was no, they don't because oh, that's a fantasy scene. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah because he says he says that you know had he had he ended on that scene where where they hug at the house, then he'd say yes, there's a chance. But he needed to be realistic because they don't have a chance. No one, ha- no one poor has a chance in Korea that's to do that. Brilliant. So he that's ends in the brilliant. basement, right? Um, Best picture. So like, yeah, and just like. Ah, oh, dude, and like the way the, the way that feng shui is used in the film as well, and like what and like it's, it's, it's so nice, and like from a design perspective, or like the T intersection, like it is just like in terms of like a design thing, this is probably as perfect of a film you can get, like as close to a perfect film, like in terms of just like structural design and like kind of hmm. t- like stuff like that. The um, basement is like so, like the house basement is so like claustrophobic, like um mm. as well compared to all the space. And like how they show that as well, as I said, like the the introduction to the house, it's like you get all that open space in the in the backyard, and then you like go into the house that's so large. Like you follow the maid, and she's like so small compared to the rest of the, the rest of the house. And you all you say like to, yeah. I was going to ask Jane, did because I couldn't go on another tab because if I go on another tab, it probably shut off the recording. Anyway, I was going to ask Jane if uh, did it actually win best production design. No, no, it was just nominated. Which is not made. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is unfortunate. And I, I was going to ask you about the, um, you know, the exterior of the house, the the the, the Kim's, um, sorry, the Parks house. But then I realised I shouldn't say anything because um, when when directors shoot it's interior scenes, exterior scenes, they're both different. So never mind. Well, okay. the so like the structure for 
like the like so like this this house is built entirely for the film, right? Wait, so, like, so you talk about the exteriors as well? Yeah. Oh wait, so, no, because the se- the the second level is CGI. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. ask you that. So like it's so like Jun Ho designed the like the, both the houses, and when they talked to an architect about it, they're actually like, you yeah, know, no idiot would design a house like this. So like there's, there's that. But um, so like the first level was then constructed in real life, and like I think like the interior spaces were actually used. But then anything for the second level was CGI'd for the exteriors and then on a soundstage for the interiors. Liam, I have a very important question for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So as as loyal Cinema Effect viewers would know, you have a basement where you lock children in. Oh, sure. I, <laughs> I wanted, is, that, is that a compartment like behind that frame that you got, the frames you got behind you? Well, well, this is the thing. I wanted to ask the question. As an expert in basements, mm. at, first of all, can you rate the basement the one where the dude's locked in for four years. Can you rate that out of 10 as the first po- point? And the second point, do you think you could survive in that basement? <laughs> oh, no. I lost a week. I don't know how he survives in that basement. Honestly, how does he How's he not pale? That's one thing I thought. How's he not pale? Not from a vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, he looked like kind of tanned, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, he probably, like, because while the housemate was working there, he probably snuck up often. Just like, well, I think they, oh, yeah, they did like show that. that one time when they were dancing in the living room. I mean, yeah, I mean, the kid did see him that one time, like, you know, the ghost. Yeah. I yeah. actually totally forgot about that. Like, that's why he fainted at the end. Because he know, sees the dude. The kid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is another cool detail. I mean, it's a free basement, right? It's like, it's not yes. like a dungeon. They're not like, not like, they don't even know, the, the rich family don't know it exists because so it's kind of interesting. It's not like I they thought they did know. On purpose. No, she, yeah, she, but she behind the, um, the shelves. I thought that there was a specific line that said that there was a that these bunkers were built in case of yeah. nuclear war, and Mr. Oh. Park was embarrassed by it. Mr. Park. I, I I thought that there was a no, specific no, line no, where no, the, no, the, the architect was embarrassed by it, so he didn't oh, advertise. Oh, yeah, yeah. the architect. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah right. oh, what's the architect's name? Yeah, create names. Because that, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, surely they can find him in there after he murders him. But then I was like, oh, maybe Mr. Park is the only one who knew. He didn't tell his wife, and now he's dead, so no one can find the basement. Mm. But, yeah, if, if it was the architect, surely they'd just give the architect a ring and say, hey, are there any hidden compartments in this house that this dude could hide in? Yeah, true. Talking about, like, captivity potential, though, um, the, <laughs> the basement's pretty soundproof, it seems like. Like, there's no... Very, very soundproof. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of yelling and... Like, the stairs are directly above, and the guy's always, like, slamming his head on the thing and yelling, like, respect. And well, then, I think yeah, there were like, actually quite a few flights of stairs down to get to the basement. So I don't yeah, think there were... banging, head banging. I think if you actually went all the way up to... No, no, no. He, like, he bangs his head, like, so, so the lights turn on when people yeah, walk that's, in. that's at the very bottom, right? So that, that's basement. at the bottom of the basement. Then there's... The basement sort of has the toilet here and it has the bedroom here. I feel like there was a stair up... And then it went, yeah, yeah. and then it went right, and then it was a stair up again. Yeah, it's like I feel it's, like that's a considerable distance, and that sound yeah. well travel that far. I know what you're saying. The basement is like below the pantry or whatever. But what I'm saying is like, you know, he he like the stairs to the house are directly above him. You know, the basement, and he's always he's always yelling like respect to like Mr. Park, and he doesn't hear him anyway. It's, <laughs> no, it's not it's not relevant. No, no, it is. I, I, I wondered that. I wondered how far down it was and then, like, no one would hear it. I, I think, yeah, 
he can hear the, he can hear the footsteps. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is, would you not hear the um the flush? Yeah, the the yeah, like the the water going yeah, through the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? The dragons in the house. Um, uh, hang on, I, I know. We'll, wait, so you were going to say, Jane? No, I was just going to say, like, are we, are we good to wrap up? Or like, how much more? Do we no, have? no, because I know Zach wants to talk about this or hear this while he edits. Like, can we talk about the, how, the, how the fact that there was a black and white version? I know we're already one hour into the podcast, but like, I just want to like quickly. Um, yeah, you can, you can say it if you want. All right. I mean, there's I mean, the colors good. But yeah, like, black just, and red. Did anyone watch it? I watched the color. It wasn't. No, Liam said it at the end of the episode. But I couldn't find it. No, oh, it's, right. you have to buy the you have to buy the DVD to get the black. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. random. Is oh, like yeah, the whole not, thing black and white, or are there certain yeah. things that are in color? No, because like. Because like the like the, we we joked about like why it was in black and white last week. I don't know if, if Zach left it in or if we were joking like post show. Oh, you know, it's about oh, yeah. you know, it's just to <laughs> emphasize like the economic disparity even more. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. But like um, but like I was looking at the like looking at like um on the, just like the trivia and like the questions and shit like that. Like that is why they did do a black and white version just to clear, like just to convey the themes more clearly. But like it's not a simple washed out black and white. We just put a filter on it. it. Like they worked with the colorist to make sure like all the textures retained and all that shit. So like oh, yeah. it, it is to like ensure like you can you can still feel the grit and like you know and all that, but just like kind of okay. like create more stark yeah. contrast. So like yeah. L- Luke, as a fan of on the waterfront, would you like to watch a black and white film? Like well, I mean, on the waterfront is just prime viewing. Did mm-hmm. that actually? Did that win a best best picture? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it did, yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That, Get out your essays, you'll see. But so would I watch a black and white film? No. Oh. Not not if I had the choice of colour. True. Yeah, honestly, I don't think this, like, I don't think this film would, would be um, as good in black and white. Like, Really? I, I don't think the colour is that. It's like Snyder Cut, right? Did you guys watch that, black and white? No, oh, yeah, that's black and white. white. Oh, the whole thing black and white. It's not black and white. It's just very fucking washed out. <laughs> no, there's there's a black and white version. Is it? Justice is great. Yeah, but um, I mean, Zach said last week. Justice. Like the color is <laughs> the color is like one of the bigger components in the film. I think I disagree. Like, I think it's working. Same. I don't think it's a big component, but I think Zach said it was one of his favorite things. Just oh yeah, okay. Just because yeah. he didn't like the film. That's why he's not on the show today. So. Wait, does he mean the color of Parasite or the color of Justice League? Of Parasite. Of Parasite, right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, he had nothing good to talk about about Parasite. So I just, think... Um, excuse about colour. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, I think the colour is... It's not a big part, but I think it is a nice part. I think the warmth that comes through and, like, the lighting is, is, yeah. is important and, like... Yeah. Yeah. I know. But, I mean, I'll, you can still get that from the black. I like you can the still get it, but, you know... Basement. That, that was... Mm. It, it looked pretty nice. Uh, Lane, what did you say about the basement? How it looked pale and that stuff? I like claustrophobic. Claustrophobic, yeah. That, that's what that's what kind of felt like the colors of the base the, the basement shots. I thought I thought it was pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it had a lot of texture, a lot of grit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't black and white, I probably wouldn't be able to see the image properly. But that's just my eyes. But yeah, I think uh, uh, really what I one of the most like as I was talking about before the when they do go downstairs for the first time, and it's like it's a complete tonal shift for the film. I think the color of the walls, how it's sort of green, grey, I yeah. think really helps the transition. If I was watching that in black and white, I would not have the same effect. Ah, oh, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Def- yeah I, like, espe- yeah, definitely going down that, because I'm pretty sure it's a point of view shot 
or, or maybe like point of view behind the head of the wife going down. And then it's like, you know, sort of colorful. And then it just goes like black and then it goes into this green and the sort of the faint overhead lights. And, and it's just a complete tonal shift. I don't think you could get that with black and white. That would have to be color. Yeah, that's fair mm, enough. True. I don't know. I still feel like it'd be, it has potential. But can we talk about how ugly the letterbox poster for Parasite is? It's got to be one of the worst posters I've seen in my life. Uh, 1.74 million pills. The more, the more I've looked at this poster, the more like ugly I think it is. It's just like all these objects. There's like a thing that looks like the Google Chrome um, icon in the middle. That's what I always think of when I see it. And the eye is like underneath uh, like Mr. Kim's leg. It's like... Oh, you're talking about the poster? Oh, shit. I yeah, yeah, about... the poster. On the poster. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Letterbox for some reason. Wait, do you mean the per- the poster on Letterbox? Hmm. With them standing out the side of the house and their eyes are blacked out? Yeah, the, the bar. Yeah. The What's wrong with that? Yeah, I, th- just... I think this is quite good. I, I agree that that, cool. that that little ball in the middle is is, is definitely off-putting. But, um, is I there a lot the of colour in that ball, ball, Luke? It looks like you're there the one. There is a lot of colour. A lot of colour. Does that ball appear at all in the movie? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I can't remember seeing a ball appear oh, in the movie. It looks like a beach ball. It's kind of weird. I think it's probably yeah. in the party. Was it in the, was in the birthday scene? The birthday party scene? I mean, it, I mean, it must have been. It must have been anywhere else. Okay. Starting off with the uh, casuals, uh, Liam, what uh, <laughs> what, did, uh, what are you giving Parasite out of 10? I'm demoting it from a 9 to an 8. Um, I still think it's a great movie, but... Well, what yeah. was the rain? Eight out of ten is my eight opinion. out of ten. Okay. Yeah. What knocked it down? Was it just the wear of watching it again? I think I was kind of yeah. Well, I think first of all, this film was a great like first time thing just because of the twists and like just the complete like like surprises. But um, also, I don't know. I felt a bit distanced this time just from the characters. I don't know what it was. There was like no central person I was kind of getting onto. Like last time, I think it was like. The sun, I guess, but this time not as much. Mainly, probably because he was just like you know, with that high school girl. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a big thing, you know. But like, it, yeah, it, 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 a huge fat step. Um, uh, no, it's a great movie. Eight out of ten. Spooky. Well, I think it's a really good movie. Don't say six. Oh, damn it. Um, I I think it's good. I agree with Liam in the in a in a sense. I don't think I'm ever going to watch this movie again. So say ten. I think this is really a really good one-time watching film. You know, watch it. You've seen it. Go to bed. I think that's. But but having said that, it's not because it's bad and you just go, oh, I'll just watch it once and that's in. That's it. It's a it's a good movie. It doesn't have the rewatchability, but I don't think every movie needs rewatchability for it to be good. Mm. So I'm gonna say five out of ten. No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six out of ten, because I actually no uh, no that's wrong. I gave Little Women <laughs> six out of ten. This is better than I'm gonna say seven yeah, out of ten. You gotta you gotta fucking change the way you talk about films if this is a six out of ten. You've you've done nothing but praise it pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you praise it all not. I mean, but like the thing is, I wouldn't recommend this film to anyone in my family. What did you do? Uh, did, did you like? Do, your like dad would love this. I, I don't know. No, I don't think he would. He doesn't like reading right. subtitles. You know, just like Netflix TV show <laughs> watches. Yeah. And also, I started watching this on Stan, Stan, and it was projected to my TV, but it kept buffering, and it wouldn't work. So I said, screw it, I'm watching it on my laptop. So I actually switched halfway through from the TV to the laptop. That's sad. 
So that is quite sad. So maybe like that's affected there's, there's something else. Like, what did you not... There's got to be, like, one other thing you didn't like about it. I think it's just so far removed from what I normally watch. Well, you know what? Loves American Psycho, though. What does that I, say about I, you? I think it's actually... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm actually going to change it. For, and final answer, I think I'm going to agree with Liam and I'm going to give it an eight. Eight. Oh my god! I think I'm like and I know I'm being a coward for changing my answer three times. <laughs> no, this this is the most detailed rating I've ever listened to. I, I think I think it's an eight. I think it is a very good movie. I think it deserved Best Picture. I don't know what it was up against. What's on Hollywood? The Irishman, Joker. Irishman's too long. Screw it. Joker. <laughs> yeah, nah. Well, yeah, it doesn't deserve it. This, this movie deserves it. So I'm for mm. that and that alone. I think I'm going to give it an eight. Awesome. Nice. Finally, uh, Mr. Newen. Just before, just before I give my rating, I think that that was the most thorough rating I've ever listened to on the show. And if Zach cuts it out, I'll be so pissed off when I hear the final product. Zach, cut it out, but keep Andy's comment in so that no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> um, it was a ten on my first viewing, certainly, because the first viewing, I've you know, I, I try to like get all the direction the storytelling the, the the pacing like all the good stuff into me and i loved it the first time like liam said it was a great first time experience it was a 10 out of 10 on the first viewing but the second viewing i did i did get all the good take all and the storytelling aspects into me this the second time but i i was sort of nitpicky about this the third act especially how the guy carries a rock into the basement i was pretty pissed off with that sort of decision so it wasn't a problem to the film. I've already had this rating in my mind before going to this podcast, so I'll probably give it nine out of ten. Just bump it down by one. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll round out at a nine out of ten as well. Um, oh, I thought yeah. this, I thought I thought this was really phenomenal. Um, yeah, three, two, one. You four. know, like go, going going into it expecting it to be a very good film coming out, and it is a very good film. Is a, is like it's honestly a rare occurrence these days because things just get over talked so much. It is um, yeah. too much. This is yeah, it's an incredibly strong product. I wonder how time will remember it um, because, like, I don't. I'm not sure. Like, it deserves best picture for sure, whatever. But like, does it deserve to be the highest rated film on Letterboxd? That's yeah, that's, that's, that's something interesting as well. Um, and I wonder if that how that's going to be affected with time. If it's going to be like a Shawshank kind of like like deal where like people start just calling it. Oh yeah, it's good, but you know, it's just you know this and this and kind of basic cinema. Yeah, that was my reaction um, to Shawshank as well. Yeah, but but we'll see. We'll see what happens this time. Um, nine out of ten, and uh, that's a uh, parasite done. Andy, you sure you don't want to get your last comment out? I mean, parasite deserves best picture. It was, it's not like some American, some, some Asian American bullshit. It's like a very authentic Asian story. So like, the fact that it won best picture is probably the the most what t- you know tear shed moment for all Asian cinemas out there. I guess if if that makes Do sense. You think it being a foreign film hurts it? Just because so many Westerners are not going to touch it? Mm, I no. Honestly, no. Because if, no. if, if like, the, the Westerners that aren't going to touch it are the ones that aren't going to like it, you know, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it probably helps the film's I mean, case. I don't know. I, I never had any intention of watching this movie, and I watched it for this, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, mm. same here. Infernal Affairs. Uh, th- <laughs> what about Infernal Affairs, Luke? Infernal Affairs, I mean, The Departed is just so much better. No, I'm kidding. In no, 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 you said what you want. I don't really care. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right.
no news this week. There is some kind of news, but I mean, like, we'll skip it for having a long show. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to do what we've been watching, but we should probably do a abbreviated version again. I'm not going to make you do 30 seconds, Andy, but I will just say let's let's keep them. This you know, was a very engaging conversation. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this much more than Cover Hustle. I won't go too detail. I'll just I'll just go, go back to the old days where you guys talked about what films you watched this week, but I won't explain them, if you know what I mean. It'll be hey, 30 that's, seconds. That's fair, if you want to do that. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Uh, I think I started the week by watching a bunch of Bong Joon Ho films, Bong Joon Ho films, before coming to this podcast. Like I pro- like Memories of Murder is probably my favorite Bong film so far. Surprisingly, like I liked it way more than Parasite. But then mm. when we discussed Parasite, I wonder if that should be my favorite Bong or not. It's sort of a thing where I don't know which one's my favorite: Memories of Murder or Bo- or um, Parasite. So yeah, this week I've watched uh, Bong Joon Ho films. Uh, and then I also watched uh, Persona, which is pretty fucking good. Probably one of the best lighting I've ever seen in cinematography history, where the, the lighting and the actors go, go so well together. Uh, Liam's, Liam has seen it. And uh, do you guys yes, do you guys uh, think reality shows qualify as a? If you want, yeah. You've been watching it's the not really a reality TV show, but it's I like if it's trash or not. It's not reality TV show. It's a variety show. It's like you know, The Voice, X Factor. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've watched a, a, a show on Mango TV, which is a Chinese channel. Oh, God. I watched the last episode. Uh, watch, are you the one? No. Wei Chang Wu. No, 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 no. It, it's it's not as legendary as Are You the One. I agree. I watched a show called Infinity and Beyond, the the tenth episode, which was the final episode. They don't. It's not going to be like a seasons thing. This this TV show. It's it's just. Purely for the um, 25th anniversary of the Hong Kong and China ha- um, handover thing, mm. you know how um, Hong Kong's been handed over to China for 25 years. What's mm. what's the film called? Oh, sorry, the TV show called. Sorry, uh, Infinity and Beyond. In Chinese, it's Sheng. Wait, Sheng. Sheng Sheng Bu Xi. Oh yeah, I, I didn't think I didn't think that Buzz Lightyear was a hit over there. I thought that was a. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a yeah. It's you, a, you forced him into that one, huh? <laughs> I think Zach's going to cut this out, but like, it's a TV show where um, a bunch of famous singers come together for ten episodes to sing songs from the Hong Kong uh, music uh, music scene. Like, they sing the most famous songs in Hong Kong. I really loved the last episode. It capped off the um, Hong Kong and China handover really well. It was like mm. a very good f- sort of. Um, I wouldn't say farewell because it's not, it's not going to go away, but like, the song selections are really good. Uh, and a bit of Sorry, <laughs> Jasmine Flower, right? Jasmine yeah, Flower. I think I think so. Yeah. Have it, wait, what's the song called? Molly Molly Hua. You know how need a man. Yeah. That's saying it. You know her name. But 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 yeah, the last song was really good as well. Sung by uh, Hak and Lee. Uh, it was Jungle Rent by Andy Lau. Oh, yeah. yeah, they sang that song for for, for the last Chinese time. people. Mm. Yeah, Chinese people. Well done. Yeah, I said that one. I remember. It is my favorite song. It was like one of my favorite songs uh, by Andy Lau, or probably ever. So yeah, it was a great last episode of that show. Um, they don't want to do seasons on it. Like I said, it's purely for the 25th uh, anniversary of the Hong Kong and China handover. It is like a war. It's, it's like a tear shed moment for us Asians. Well, not really, but like, you know, I, I, I love Chinese culture, which is why it, it's really important to me. The Hong Kong and China, you know, like. Make up. 
yeah, pretty much, yeah. Since 997, it's like really important for people who love Chinese songs. Have you, have you also been watching Hong Kong Chinese award shows? Have I? No, I haven't. No, unfortunately, no. There's a Hong Kong Film Awards coming up next month. That should be exciting. Mm. Like you guys don't watch Hong Kong films, so like doesn't matter to you guys. So I watched no, no, no. one Hong Kong film, and Liam knows all about it. Do you, Liam? Oh, is it unfortunate? Oh, no, don't know. That bloody terrible film you made me watch at uni. What was it called? Fallen oh, Angels. Oh, oh, don't diss it. It's like my favorite film ever. What's it called? Sorry. Fallen Angels. Angels. It's a long color <laughs> film. You got you got to be into art films to actually appreciate. Don't want to hear it. Films. <laughs> dude, dude, watch it again and then you'll love it the second time. I'm never ever watching it. Again. I know Liam's gonna love it. I like, would rather watch Artemis Fowl twelve times than watch it again. Oh my god! How dare you? It's cool. The vibe. It's like. You gotta be like in a pissed off mood, maybe, or in a lonely mood. Luke, to Luke came know. in like halfway through as well, so I did. it's yeah. already it's already a random film. Yeah, exactly. Luke came in halfway. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Your whole arts of the week. Sorry, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. <laughs> is, is, am I, would you like my yeah. arts of the week? Yeah, yes, okay. Um, I finished watching season three of Umbrella Academy. That just came out on Netflix last week oh sorry this week i think mm. i think maybe on the monday or the tuesday bit of a binge eh? well yeah i really enjoyed the second season the second season was like the first season you had to introduce all the characters so it was a little bit slow with that respect the second season put them in a new environment and each of each of the characters have anyone seen it nah each of, so it's like a superhero family sort of thing but it's like a comedy sort of you know like the incredibles no, not like The Incredibles, because The Incredibles <laughs> actually care about each other sort of as a family. In this one, like, they care, but they're a bit more sort of bickering, that sort of thing. Incredibles is a great film. You're welcome, Zach. I put it in. Um, but season three, a little a little bit slow. I think I prefer season two. The opening for season three was awesome, though. They did a Footloose parody where the two, like, families of superheroes danced, like, did a dance-off, and they replicated the Footloose dance. That was very fun. Like the and the music in the series are awesome. I think it's directed by the dude who was what was he Jaden? Is he the lead singer of like My Chemical Romance or something like that? Brendan Urey is the one that called My Chemical. Romance. I can't remember, but, but it's really it's really fun. The music in it is really good. They like they have really good song choices. So I finished watching that. It was pretty good, and I'm also I'm on the final legs, Jaden. You'll be pleased to know I have only three episodes left until I finish Bones. I'm up there. Oh I was there. What's that? Seventeen seasons. Twelve. Twelve. Oh, Let's okay. be sensible. Let's be sensible. Yeah. So sorry. Isn't, isn't both the same thing as Criminal Minds? How dare you? No, it's not. It's more focused on forensic anthropology, but more or less, yeah. It's a it's a crime TV drama. Yeah, it's like it's like the thing you put on Channel Seven. You know, like it's the same shit. Yeah. Not Hawaii Five O. I never the- got around Hawaii Five O. I don't know. I, was, I'm just- I, got, I got around all the NCIS. I got it around NCIS and NCIS Los Angeles. There's another NCIS that's dog shit, so I've never watched that. Mm. They're making an NCIS Sydney. Hey, that's news, Jaden. They're making an NCIS Sydney. Let's go. I think we did. We mentioned that ages ago. Oh, oh, yeah, I, we talked about that. You guys watch NCIS? Because <laughs> that was good. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. I did. Oh, I didn't. It was, I didn't it was announced a few weeks ago, I think. Was it deleted? Do you remember? 
Oh, I don't know. I don't um, okay. We just talked about depression. I don't know. But my highlight, I've caught up on The Boys. The Boys. Oh, yeah. I need to get around to that. Video. Oh, um, the, the thing on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I was up to season... I was halfway through season two. Um, and I've, I've, well, you didn't even finish season two. No, nah, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always like enjoyed the show, you know. Um, but the the last half of season two and what season three has been is just like brilliant. It's just been like it's just skyrocketed in fucking quality. Um, for me, it's become just like so much. It's like it was originally like a satire and kind of. It's a scary kind of show. Like like Homelander is like a scary character because he just has all this. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like like if no. Superman was controlled by the government and was evil sort of thing, right? Yeah, if you didn't well, care. Not even controlled by the government, controlled by the media. Yeah, mm. I guess. But, um, like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's an infiltration kind of show, especially in the first season or so, but it just, like, just keeps, like, ramping up in stakes. And this last episode was just, like, absolutely brilliant. Like, it was it was the best superhero fight I've, I've like, ever seen, partly because, like, these characters have just been, like, fully, like, TV show version, like, developed and, like, they 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 hold off on superhero fights in the show like they rarely ever happen like um because the show is just like as i said like infiltration based like different people are like on these different like missions and stuff like when they actually like put these superheroes like against each other and they have like a real you know a real fight a real threat of like change or something it's like it's so it's so great and the last two episodes i think are the next like tomorrow and the next week, so I'm so excited for that. They brought in like a character in this season. It's just, do, do you know? Like, about, yeah, like just yeah. like Jensen Ackles, most attractive he's, man. He's, he's like a douchey Captain America, isn't he? Isn't that what I think? I, I yeah, saw yeah. the marketing for season three, and I think that's how they were marketing marketing him. Yeah, he's. I see, like the uh, he's like a his his music video on TikTok, just every just oh all the time. I can't stop. That, that thing, yeah, yeah. rapture, yeah, yeah. That I've listened to that so, so many times, but no, it's like it's so hype. It's it's so hype, man. I love it. And so yeah, Jensen Ackles is fucking amazing. A soldier boy. This season awesome. is just like is that, what, is that what his name is? Soldier boy. Yeah, soldier boy. Oh, lovely. But yeah, that's my highlight. What's yours, June? Uh, whoa, yes, quite a quite quite a lot of good stuff. What's the who? You know, no, I still haven't finished Doctor Who. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to the audience that uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just edging, I'm just edging you all, all you guys. <laughs> There'll be a big explosion one day. Yeah, your name. Luke will like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Can you sing your name actually? Kimi Nonawa. Kimi Nonawa. Yeah. Kimi Nonawa. That's that's what is that what you watched? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, oh. I, I rewatched it just because it's fucking spectacular. Um, and it, 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 it's shut up, Suki. Um, <laughs> I will kick you from the call. Um, <laughs> I'll get Liam to kick you from the call, actually, because no, I like it's, it's quite easy. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. It's all right. Oh, uh, it's, it's oh, dude, it's it's so fucking amazing. Just just genuinely, like it, it's one of the best like sci-fi stories, in, in my opinion, that you can tell. Um, it's it, you know, it's simple in present in, in premise. You know, it's just body swapping type thing. But then like it just it just it just it just evolves, and like, I love the characters so dearly, and like. I love the sentiments and like it, it's sentiments that you can relate to, um, what well, that I can relate to quite a lot. Um, you know, saving your town from a meteor type thing. Um, yeah. As you do on a <laughs> weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's just it's, it's a metaphor for it's you awful. know, yeah, Geelong. Yeah. Um, 
I love the depiction of Japan and Tokyo, and like, it, it makes me feel like, like of all like the like the live action like depictions of Japan, it's it's honestly like um, this guy whose name I've forgotten for the second. Um, his depictions of, of Japan in like his animated films that make me feel most like I'm back in Japan. Yeah, I just it, it's it's just amazing stuff. Um, and like I, like I know that's not an uncommon opinion. You know, your name is one of the best. You know, just um, it's one of the highest acclaimed anime films. Just, but yeah, I, I think it always deserves a mention. Well, you know what we should do now, right? Uh, we should all that? book a trip to Japan. Oh, okay. to Tokyo and record an episode where we do that movie. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I have no idea how, the, uh, how the... happy I'd be to do this. Cinema be... episode two hundred and thirty-one. Write it in your books, everyone. Live from Shibuya Crossing. The, uh, the face. Yep. Exactly. All the all uh, the ad revenue from Cinema Effect Zach can pay for us. Yeah, all the ad revenue that we haven't got yet. Should Zach come? Yeah, Zach. We will let we'll let Zach come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, now's the part where we hand the show over to you guys, which is kind of hard this week because we've got two of you guys sitting in here. Uh, last week we asked you what is the most overrated best picture winning movie. And this week we actually got a comment from Zach because Zach's not here. He says that I actually really like the majority of Best Picture winners I've seen, but to spare you boys the boring answer, Gladiator. I'll have to go with No Country for Old Men, which is a bit shocking to even me. Because I, okay. I thought he liked that, right? Didn't he like that? Yeah, yeah he, he goes on. Um, I'm uh, certainly not a bad film. I just never really understood its acclaim, but we did a whole episode about it already. Can you believe that was two years ago? Crazy. Over two years ago. That was two yeah. years ago. I, feel, I think that's, that's a good small. choice, though. Because, uh, yeah. like, I mean, I, I love the film, but, like, it's, a, it, it's like, one of the most acclaimed, like, Oscar films. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even think of it as an Oscar film. It's, like, acclaimed. Like, no, neither. Yeah. It's pretty well yeah. crafted as well by the Coen brothers. Aiden said, can't say it's overrated, just those fantasy-type movies were generally overlooked for such awards, and he's referring to uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, taking out the 2003 Oscars. Um, yeah, not overrated, as he says. It's just, yeah. There's something worth commenting on, which is definitely uh, interesting. Spooky, Andy, Liam, whoever wants to go first. What uh, what's your most overrated Oscar winner? Parasite. No. What's your um, who's gonna go first? Do you want me to go first? You go first. Yeah, yeah you go first. No, 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 no. I'll go, I'm the one on the waterfront. Right. I get fucked. Uh, is that a special winner? Liam, can we, can we please kick him out of the call now, please? That would be awesome. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, okay. No, no, I liked it. I liked you it. go in. You go. Yeah, okay, I go. Okay. Um, did you guys expect me to say The Departed before coming onto the show? Yeah, obviously. Oh. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, apparently that one. But that was the only Scorsese film to win Best Picture. So I was like, it's probably an award they just want to give him for his like thirty years contributing to cinema or some shit like that. So how does a film win Best Picture if they copied the entire material off a an original slick? crime thriller from an Asian it's not, it's not best original film it's best picture you, you mean like how Lord of the Rings is based on a book <laughs> was it actually because I don't I, don't, I didn't what? watch Lord of the Rings I'm, I'm, yeah. what are you taking the piss you're, you're aware it, it was on a discord chat well, you didn't wait what yeah is, do you, okay, Andy do you think Lord of the Rings is an original film I thought it was was it not? Is it like Harry Potter where it's off the Okay, sorry, let, let me rephrase the question. Is it based on any source material or is it created by Peter Jackson? I assume it was created, but I don't oh, have an idea. 
It's it's a book series. I, I don't have a childhood. I'm sorry. Uh, Tolkien. Come on. Hello. Oh, no, it's just J.R. Tolkien, isn't it? It's George R.R. R. Martin, but it's J.R. No. Tolkien, right? J.R. Tolkien. I feel bad. You've probably got the books behind you, do you, Jaden? Oh, I think I do, actually. I think I have them as well. Oh, yeah, they're up there. Oh, it's it's the show. Show. No, no, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is the, the Departed saw my answer. I didn't want it to be my answer, but it, it probably is my answer, The Departed. Mm. Since it's, like, really hard rated on IMDb and all that, I guess mm. it is the most overrated best picture to me, whether you like it or not, Zach. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Andy's answer was completely blurred out. Isn't that funny? <laughs> strange how the audio corrupted for that part. <laughs> uh, right, uh, moving on promptly so we can get away from the slander. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Will I get banned from a channel by Zach if I if I slated? No, uh, he, no. We, we he doesn't get it. It's all right. I know, I know, no, no, no. no. Um, like, the authority. Like, I had to respect that. Luke. I actually had to go on Wikipedia last night because I had no idea off the top of my head what any of these movies would be. Yeah, the party. Well, and like the first thing I saw was like the first thing I said to myself. Yeah, I'll just pick that. I haven't actually. The only I think the only movies I've seen are this one, The Departed, and Lord of the Rings. I don't and think on I've the seen waterfront. And on the waterfront, yes. They're the only films I've seen. So I'm going to have to choose a movie which I haven't seen, but the premise of it revolts me. Okay. And that's Shape of Water. Any hmm. movie... I think the whole point of that movie is like a girl's having sex with a fish. That's not the point. Tell me I'm wrong. That's so overrated. What are you talking about? Just watch like Aquaman or something. I don't know. <laughs> Actually don't. But yeah, mm. I, I don't know that. Duh. I don't think I don't think I'm ever gonna watch that. If someone would have to convince me that it's spectacular to watch it, we're gonna invite you back on the show and review. Oh, sure. Get your pins on it, uh, Liam. Shape of Water. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, don't. I have to. I have to name drop um <laughs> Forrest Gump here because it's just like oh. It's just the most quintessential, like, oh. overrated film that everyone talks about. It's this, like, this 994 debate again, isn't it, Liam? What's that? It's this 1994 debate, isn't it? Where it's like Pulp Fiction, Shawshank should have won over Forrest Gump. Wait, were, did that, were they actually in competition with Forrest Gump? I don't know. People were, I think. Oh. Yeah. That sounds, I actually think that sounds about right. I that think actually, that actually makes it 10 times worse. Wow. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Now, like, I don't hate Forrest Gump, but I think it's like I have to—I have an obligation to talk to mention Forrest Gump in this discussion. You know, what, this, what's your best Forrest Gump impression, Liam? Let's get Please let's get let as fast as we can. The chocolate box dialogue. Six Oscars? That one fucking six Oscars? Jesus Christ! Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, my life anyway. is like chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. I don't know. I've just seen it so many times as well. It's like I'm sick of it. Yeah, I say like four times. It's still it, good. It used to be on the so TV good. on the channel. Used to be on TV a lot. But, that, that's um, a good answer. What's your most thing favorite film? Um, Moonlight. Oh come on! Don't you mean La La Land? That's in a window. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moonlight's a very good film, and you know, like it's. You know, it's been it's been called an important film because it's a social commentary, and all all social commentary films have been called important because they're social. Good. They're important films, you know. It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, just because it's an important film doesn't mean it's a good film. You know, you know it's, it's a, it is a very strong film for sure, yeah. but it's not as good as people have thought as make it out to be. And I think a lot of people mistake 
it being an important film as it being a good film, um, especially like the common audience. Like I have no doubt that the critics like fucking suck that shit up and you know like you know will eat it all and the academy loves it obviously. And it is a good film. It's a strong product. It looks awesome. It tells a fine story. Um, the music is brilliant, but like it just doesn't like looking at like in terms of overrated. Actually, sorry, The Godfather Part Two is also on my list. How the fuck did I? Not, uh, oh yeah, yeah no, I was gonna ask you. That was the answer, actually. Yeah, God, fuck, yeah, Jesus. God. Um, yeah, Godfather Part Two is the most overrated piece of shit. So um, yeah, <laughs> fuck there we go. Big, big change up there. Yeah. It's a breathtaking sequel. What are you on about? It's not indie, is it? Is The Godfather Two regarded as better than the first one? People, a lot of people say it, but it's equally good. Yeah, it's they it's, want best picture again for some reason. So yeah, yeah it's it's not it's like it's 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 probably regarded on the same same kind of level. Okay, I wasn't sure if like the first one was up against a giant, and then part two was up it's against. Like, like, it's like Empire Strikes Back. Have you seen it, Luke? No, I haven't seen it. No, I oh, didn't. Did you watch it? It's long, but get to it. What was that, like, James? Weren't you watching The Godfather as we reviewed it on Cinema Effect? No, I wasn't. No, nah, uh, you didn't watch Cover Hustle either, which upsets me. Yeah, poor, poor commitment from you. <laughs> poor I think that brings us to the end of the episode, doesn't it, uh, Liam? Yeah. Is that, is that where we ended off? Yeah, cool. Um, next week, next week's question uh, we're asking you is what your favourite movie with the city in the title is. Um, and why are we asking them that, Liam? Because we, well, I'm not going to be here. Zach and Jaden are doing In Bruges, in Bruges which is on um, Netflix. Comedy Netflix. crime film with uh, what's his name? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. and um, other guys. Brendan 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 Gleeson. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And, and Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Oh, he's so good in that film. Just yeah, yeah worth checking it out, Luke. If yeah. if you're not gonna be here next week. I mean, I'm on holidays, so technically I have no excuse. But I'm sure no. I can find one if I try really hard. Just go and stand, and then maybe, you know, maybe we there. draft one of you guys again next week to fill Liam's hole. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 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 I enjoyed maybe. today's podcast. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. Um, with regards to the question, Jaden, does the city have to be real, or can it be fictitious? Well, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I mean, I, I don't a give a shit. I think I prefer a real one, but like, I don't give a shit. Well, have have we asked a question with regards to um, like, what's your favorite fictional world? I think so. I think we, we actually have. have. I remember it was like, yeah, like Blade Runner 2049 was like an answer, I think. Like, yeah. Liam, well, um, when you went to Hong Kong, did people say it was a country or a city? Did people say? I, I couldn't understand that they weren't speaking. <laughs> what do you mean? They speak English in Hong Kong? No, they do, they do. Yeah. Um, I don't okay. know. So it was, a, it was a country? I can't remember. I can't remember. Or a city. I was just no. thinking because there was a film called Made in Hong Kong and I don't know if I should use that as an answer, even though I haven't seen it yet. No, Hong Kong's a country. I'll 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 classify right now for you that Hong Kong's a country. Preferably, preferably you should see have seen the film as well. That's probably you know a good thing. You can't just pick a movie you haven't seen. Yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wondering. I was just getting Glenn's opinion, but yeah, because he, he's been to Hong Kong, so like, got to get his opinion first. Yeah, I mean, Spooky spent two and a half months in China. I think he's probably more qualified. Huh? Yeah, yeah, but like the commun- like you know, one country, two 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 systems, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty dumb. 
Anyways, know. just wrap it up. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening to uh, the show this week. Uh, oh, it's, thank you. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a decent one. Uh, thank you so much. Guests, uh, Spooky, uh, Luke, rather, Hello. and uh, Andy. And uh, thanks to Liam as usual. He, he's always there. Well, he won't be there next week. Um, and goodbye. Yeah.